Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader. You know what? Thumbs crossed. <laughs> How do we? All right. Yeah, man. Thumbs crossed. Wu Tang. <laughs> <laughs> Wu Tang. This all works out. Absolutely. Okay. Look at me. I clearly am a Wu Tang guy. You have a KK slider mug. Yeah. Are you real? Look at Every that. Every Saturday, I'm oh, there. I did not notice that. Yeah. Um. Oh. <laughs> well, one of us stayed on brand. Oh, oh you guys um, can't see it. Oh, I can't see it. oh, wait, oh, there, there. This little chibi Captain America. Oh. Marvel in the back. Yeah, I know. I wow. know. This, these what are the lengths I go to just for you. What a geek. You're not wrong. <laughs> Super nerd. You're okay. not wrong. No surprises, for the, no surprises for the audience today. We're just going to jump right into it. We have Jeff McDonald on the show. Hello. Thank where, you for where, having me where? back. I can't believe you brought me back after the last one. This is a hundred percent on you guys. Like, well, did the you train wreck that that was? The train wreck that this will be. You are fully responsible for this. There was we, some chat. There was some chat amongst the executive producers in the writing room, and you know, some things were said, but we ultimately decided you were best for ratings, and so brought you back. Whoever made that decision needs to get fired immediately. <laughs> oh, his name is Wilbur, and he's a fuzzy face and a wet nose. He's a lab. He's a forgiving lab. Well, that makes sense. Labs are dumb. <laughs> Cute. But he's, dumb. he's like, I just need the most friends. The most. To, to pet my belly. Well, <laughs> I'm all about the friends, and I'm not going anywhere near the belly petting. No. Oh, no? No, no. Oh, this is, I can swear and everything, right? This is rated whatever, right? Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, what are we here to talk about again? Did I you forget. have a dog experience? Oh, he's he's diverting away from the potential story of a dog experience. Do you Some like that? psychologists call that deflection. Is that yes. what they call that? <laughs> well, I'm not allowed at the pound anymore, if that makes you feel any better. No. Um, yeah, no. Oh, not okay. 500 yards of it. What, uh, so last time I was with you guys, uh, mm -hmm. Brett had completely different colored hair. Yeah. Looks good. No, no, no. Hey, man, having blonde hair during COVID times, that's that's a that's a bold move, and it looks good on you. Well done. It's a, it's a blatant cry for attention, but thank is you. It, is, is it working? <laughs> yeah, I think it yeah. is working. I yeah, received perfect. a fair bit of fanfare. Excellent. Mm -hmm. yeah. He was asked to VP the Whitney Houston fan club. Ooh, stop. <laughs> well, I've been I'm busy. Yeah, mm -hmm. <laughs> best COVID life. <laughs> <laughs> he's gotten into trains look do you know what i actually realized last night brent that i have missed two weeks of drag race all-stars um you've missed one week they actually put two episodes out at once oh, um okay. yeah i only watched the first one but I, you would be forgiven for not noticing because they didn't advertise that but also 
we just like stopped talking about Drag Race Australia because nobody really cares. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was kind of a nightmare. No, it, it was, wasn't. An, yeah, okay, it was a nightmare. I I was not a fan. I I like literally nobody is talking about it. Nobody cared who the winner was. Nobody cared who didn't win. It's still like okay, it happened yeah. to us. We also didn't ask Jeff to watch it. We're like, you know what? Don't bother. No. I, I appreciate waste that. Time I, like that. This time I am current on the show we are going to talk about, though. Unlike last <laughs> time, we're only watched half the episode. <laughs> I was guesting on. Yeah, because I'm awesome like that. But this time I've watched all of Loki, including episode three. So well, amazing. I was, oh. I was surprised and excited at how how good of a guest you. <clears throat> Word despite your shortcomings. <laughs> <laughs> when you messaged me, you're like, have you watched Loki? I'm like, nope. Yeah, you're like, you're, you're, like... Sh- you're going to, right? I was like, yep. <laughs> and I did. Great, because so. you're going to be on our podcast in Here we five are, exactly. minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, perfect. No, I'm fully caught up this time. Spoiler away. We actually worked up like a different sort of formula. Oh, shit. Hi, welcome to the Full Volume Podcast. I'm your co-host, Guy Joe Lee. And this is your other lovely co-host. Harvey Brad with the blonde hair. Perfect. Now that we've gotten that shit out of the way, this is uh, Jeff McDonald. Jeff, you want to tell the hoes at home what you do? Oh, I'm a fellow ho, obviously. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I am a cosplayer. I've got some branding on my hat here, so I go by Messiah Complex Cosplay, and that's across pretty much all social media, and... Yeah, I just like to participate in events. I am going to have a, a wee shout out here, if you don't mind, real quick. Um, we are just gearing up a, a local uh, costume shop here in London, where I'm at, called McCulloch's. Uh, we partnered up with a radio station and some other celebrities locally, and we're doing a, a blood donation drive. Uh, and we're doing it for uh, a young man named Jack, who lives in London, who has um, aplastic anemia and, and can't produce a lot of his own blood platelets. So he goes through so much blood so we're trying to do a drive to get people to get up and donate blood so uh, i'm participating i'm going to be showing up uh, in costume to give blood and then we've got a radio personality that's going to be doing the same thing and then we're going to recruit some other cosplayers to go up and do the same thing so search the hashtag on instagram suit up for jack is what the hashtag is called we're all going to be posting using that hashtag and hopefully getting people out to, to donate blood for a good cause so cool. that's Yikes. what we're doing lately amazing yeah. She's multi, multifaceted, philanthropic. Um, <laughs> I would give blood, except for mine has been tainted. Oh, mm. uh, yeah. I have, like, yeah. I see my from... shocked face. <laughs> I, was, I want to give blood, and they told me I couldn't. And, um, Same. Yeah. Yeah. I'm well, banned. Yeah. I won't tell you why, but I think you can guess. <sighs> Is that still a thing idea. in Ontario? I think so. The, they've like taken down the um, the time range a little bit, but like, who's abstinent for six months in a relationship? You know, like, it's like okay, that's not, and that's never going to happen. So, I think they just lifted it all in the UK, though. I think I read that just the other day. They had all the same bans and restrictions in the UK, and they just they just lifted. They either lifted them completely or they reduced them dramatically. I don't remember which it was, but yeah, I heard that yeah. too. So. Oh. So hopefully, hopefully finally, finally listening to science, I probably would donate blood if I had the opportunity to. Mm-hmm. But now you just won't do it out of spite. Yeah, yeah. Like, basically. Yeah, no, I don't blame you <laughs> at all. Well, fuck them. Fuck them. Because fuck them, that's why. Fuck them, <laughs> but also donate blood if you're able to. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Because 
you know what? When there's shortages, it's scary. And mm-hmm. at a time like now, ugh, when people are still dry out there, like doing really dumb shit on like ATVs and in their cars and out of airplanes, like we need the hospital beds just in case we have a fourth wave. Please. No. Right? No. Listen, this delta to realness. I'm not wearing a hat because of the branding. I'm wearing a hat because my hair is a fucking disaster. Because I haven't oh, no. months. So, yeah. I don't want a fourth wave. I need step two here. I need to get this shit. Because it's, 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 it's horrific under here. It's terrible. Oh, wow. No, it's, I, no, it's worse. It's even it's like, whole... it's all, like, fluffy. And it's, <gasps> no, it's, it's brutal. It's another dimension. It's, it's another timeline. That's you right. Know? Another timeline. <laughs> Good segue. Yeah, it's like le- yeah, let me send you the um link for for some prohibition haircuts. Uh speakeasy haircuts. Anyway, so we <laughs> speaking of segues, let's it's destroy easy. it by being let's... awkward. <laughs> yeah, so, awkward silence. Ready go. I mm. think uh we usually give the honors to our special guest to recap the episode. Like a really quick synopsis, nothing like crazy detail, but Jeff, did you want to do the honors of just letting us know what happened in episode three? As long as you don't mind me, like, doing it off the cuff. I don't have anything prepared. Oh. So, oh, yeah. No, no. <laughs> I, well, I know on the episode that we were on, Jolie, like, had, like, the IMDB, like, the breakdown of the entire episode. So if you need me to do that, I can't do that. I'm not prepared. I think we vary in our, our level of <laughs> in, in the formula. Yeah. yeah. That's um, just to keep her on track, potentially. Potentially, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so the uh, the time bombs go off, and then uh, we find our our intrepid heroes on a moon that's collapsing and about to uh, be destroyed, uh, and they're getting pelted by meteors and such, and they have to figure out a way to get their little time pad working, and they got to find a power source, and they're gonna hijack a train, and and that doesn't go so well because our intrepid hero gets very drunk and thrown out of the train. And of course, our intrepid heroine goes with them. And uh, from there, they decide they're going to try to hijack the ship anyways. Uh, and they do. Uh, only they don't, because it looks like a giant video game happens, and there's all these lights and colors and smashes and explosions, and then the ship blows up, and then they're stuck on this moon that's about to die, and everyone on it. <clears throat> this one was definitely more of a character piece. There's a lot of talkie-talkie. There's some drunken mm-hmm. singing. There's some reveals. There's a rather huge and long overdue reveal. So that's good. And I think we finally have a sense of who our Loki variant might be as well. So, yeah, pretty interesting episode for one that had a lot of talkie in it. Right? Okay. That was quick. See? Efficient. <laughs> right? <clears throat> Jeff should just co-host the show. <laughs> and I should just wake up late every day. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, so what we usually, and then the other thing that we usually do is we go through the, like, the three things that we kind of either liked or disliked, um, and then we compare and contrast our lists to each right. other. Seems like you have a pretty pointed list of, like, three things that should be discussed. Right. Um, one one of them is on my list, for sure. Um, right. I don't know if, who wanted to go first? Do we give our reactions and then our list? Give a quick reaction. Just okay. Tell me how gagged you were on a scale from one to ten. Ooh, um, I'll go first. I was only slightly encumbered, um, not fully gagged. 
Okay. Uh. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Absolutely. It was not. It wasn't a terrible episode, but it wasn't like I wasn't blown away. I don't think you were meant to be blown away by this episode. No, but the visuals were delish. Like, yeah, on a a science fiction adventure level, holy hell. Oh, the light. Okay, well, it's going to get into one of the things that you're kind of already touching on one of my like main things that I like. But yes, I will agree. The visuals were amazing. Very sci fi, like. Um, I don't want to say Fifth Element because Fifth Element can be a little uninspired, but that kind of level of like <gasps> futuristic. No, I love oh. Fifth Element. I love it, but I just mean the the set design has not aged as well as I hoped. Right. Um, but anyways, no, I I agree with you though. I, the the sci fi elements were amazing. I I agree. I'm not like fully gagged by this episode. Mm-hmm. This was just like a quick cough gag. <laughs> um, but the <laughs> ending the ending left me surprisingly like, ooh, does that mean they're gonna you know, like, obviously, they're not going to die. But I mean, how are they going to get out of this one? You know, that the, the typical stay tuned for next week, you know, that kind of reaction, because I was like, I don't know how they're going to escape this because the ship didn't take off and the planet's about to explode. I am pre gagged for next week. <laughs> <laughs> I am in a gag holding pattern. Yes. Jeff. Yeah. <clears throat> And she says right at the, uh, as soon as she realizes where they are, she says nobody ever gets off this moon. Nobody that comes here gets out of here. So they had to, it's so weird that they pretended like they didn't know. If she knew nobody ever gets off there, she's got to know the ship doesn't get off either. So, but they still kind of went through the whole episode. This one was weird for me. I'm having the same kind of struggles I had with um, the Falcon and the Winter Emo Kid. It's, it's, it seems like, like we're, we're three episodes in and it doesn't feel like we're at the halfway point. Because the first episode was a giant exposition dump, and the second episode, they just basically sit around at their desks the whole time. And then this episode was a talky character piece. So there's not a lot of forward moving on the on the main plot, I guess. I don't know. But I do love the sci-fi elements. That's amazing. The I did find when they were in the town trying to get to the ship, it it looked it started to look a little bit too green screen video gamey like you could certainly tell they're just running around on a set and that all of that's being added in digitally so that that took me out of it a little bit but the interplay between those two <clears throat> chef's kiss on that because those two together are fantastic for me if you're going to have a character piece episode like that especially halfway through those are the two that you want to have doing that because yeah they're fantastic together mm-hmm. the, yeah the character chemistry is really great mm-hmm. brent do you want to highlight something you've noticed? That I've noticed? Or, 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 you know, one of our three things or whatever. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I, like you kind of actually, that's a perfect segue for what Jeff just talked about, um, about the train scene. It, it did look a little green screeny, I think. But I'm in love with the lighting and on Lamentus, the purple and green hues. I literally was the first when you brought it up earlier, Julie. I was like, oh, I want to talk about the lighting. I'm obsessed with the lighting for this episode. Oh, like the purple hues are just like, they're so soft and like intimate. It's, it was really cool. Nice. Mm-hmm. It's so like Tokyo after dark. Yeah. Like neon hues. And I didn't think I had an aesthetic and maybe I do. <laughs> <laughs> I found my lighting. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yes. I agree. Um, the whole the 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 one thing that 
Jeff didn't like, which I also didn't like, which was that uh, long cut video game scene had all that lighting in it. One, that's super hard to do. Two, I don't think they actually did it, which is why it came off very oh, video right. gamey. Yes. Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about when they're running through the town. Yeah, you could see a couple of times where they tried to make it look like it was all one cut, but there was clearly transitions that were happening. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And right when you go into it, no matter what you do, um, unless you're uh, – who did it? Birdman. Uh, who directed that film? Um, uh, uh, Spanish gentleman. Um, That's right. Not Kiran, is it? Yeah, Alfonso Kiran. Alfonso Kiran, yes. Was it? Yeah. I was like, a Moldovar? I, I can't remember the man who did that unless you're that man you don't notice it oh also nine in 1917 that was really well done too as a long shot and you um and what i mean is once it starts happening it's it's really well done if you stop looking for the cuts and you just right. let it play out yes. but the whole time they're running through lamentus i was looking for where the seams were uh, and it was really distracting. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, while I loved the way it looked and thought it was a cool attempt, it probably cost him a lot of money and was, like, super unnecessary. <laughs> mm-hmm. Fair enough. No, nope, that's oh. fair. Okay. Jeff, take mm. us to another thing that you uh, liked or disliked about the show this week. Well, I'm not going to bogart the reveal. I'm going to leave that for somebody else. But um, <laughs> somebody else, somebody else. <laughs> I, we won't say who. <laughs> it starts with a B and it rhymes with Trent. Um, I uh, uh, like I said before, I did like the chemistry between them. Uh, what I'm I'm struggling with actually, as far as Loki goes, is if I've got it right, I think the Asgardians are essentially like functionally immortal which means they can still be hurt, they can still be killed, but they just don't die. They can essentially just kind of live forever. And we got the sense in the films that Loki and, and Thor have been around for hundreds, if not thousands of years. I think it's been revealed that Thor's like 2,500 years old or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. So you got Loki who's been on Asgard for thousands of years, at least hundreds of years, being just an utter dick, just a complete terrible dude, fucking with people, trying to steal the throne, goes to Earth with an army of aliens, and it's just the worst. And then like three days chumming around with Owen Wilson and then this one day with a Sylvie girl and he's a completely changed dude. He's got all this empathy. He's got all this trust. He's looking like, I really hope there's a turn coming up soon or hopefully like in the next episode where he's just like, yeah, and then does something terrible because I get that we want to have the audience to be able to access like a good protagonist Loki. Mm-hmm. But I, I kind of want Dick Logan. Like I kind of want him to still be an asshole, and he's and he seems to be really rapidly getting away from that and getting to that progressive part where he was towards the end of Infinity War. But we just pulled him out of Avengers, so he should still be in that kind of Dick mode, and he's and he's not, and I miss it. Yeah, mm-hmm. we we love a fake face turn that actually ends up being a second heel turn. We exactly. love. Yes, it. <laughs> I was gonna say, what do they call that in wrestling, Brent? It's a fake. That's a false face turn that reinforces another heel turn when you were yeah, already right. a heel. Yes. <laughs> that don't happen often, but they're no, juicy. But I need it. Yeah. There's also, I don't know if you know Jeff, but we've also, instead of talking about drag race, we've also just been like shoehorning in wrestling references. And soon we will just be talking about AEW. <laughs> I remember last time on the podcast, uh, Brent was dropping a bunch of wrestling references, and I was just like, <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. All the and boys you, love the wrestling references. Yeah, and you yeah, guys have such right. a big old boy party. So guess what Jolie did? She fell down like a Jack Perry hole. Oh, wow. Right? Yeah. Anyway. So are um, you all caught up with the lingo then and the terminology? and? Oh, well, no, taught, absolutely not. <laughs> I taught her what a jobber was last oh, week. Oh, good. Because, nice. Because we said how Loki was the eternal jobber within the MCU. His, For sure. His point is to put other people over, to get 100%. other people over. But Loki is the eternal jobber. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. And, uh, oh, God. Speaking of jobber... And then getting right back to Loki. <laughs> I agree with Jeff. He is not at the point where he should be now character-wise. Unless he is truly a variant. But he... Okay, correct me if I'm wrong. Or correct me. Um, so how does he get back to them in the movies? Does he... This variant that disappears is not... And and thus becomes the Loki in the television show is different than the one in the current uh, movie timeline. Right. Like he never disappears in the movie timeline. I think the way they try to explain it, because they're handling this a little bit different than the, than their compatriots on the DC side. It's it's not parallel universes. It's different timelines. So mm-hmm. the original timeline still continues with that original well, Loki and everything still happens. But now there's a divergent timeline or yeah. a variant where there's something else entirely happening. So okay. if we were to access that timeline, we would see a universe without Loki there. And okay. whatever would happen would happen. That's my assumption based on what they've explained so far. And that's, that's again, that first episode of this, that's all that was. It was just a giant exhibition dump. Here's how this works. This is how we're going to create a multiverse. We're going to have all these different events that happen that are going to branch off and make these other timelines. Holy hell. Okay, that's great. That's my guess. I don't know if that's correct. I'm not correcting you. I'm collaborating with you on a theory Perfect. They've explained to us so far because uh, she loves group work. So, <laughs> um, a good project this one is. I I just I think I just can't remember what happens in the cinematic timeline at this point because I know that he comes back and is throttled to death by Thanos. But yeah, I don't remember. Thanos kills him. Yeah. How does he get back though? What do you mean? Well, because of the the time heist in uh, Avengers Endgame, where they go back to the events of 2012, and um, Loki has been defeated at the end of the Avengers film, but um, the Tesseract gets knocked out of uh, Captain America's hand, and he grabs it and teleports away. Aha! Uh-huh. Yeah. So that's what we were. That's what you and I were discussing just now. Yeah. Where he okay. is character-wise, this Loki should be from the first Avengers movie, where he's all muhahaha and bringing in like an alien force in to take over the Earth. Mm. So, I and this is where I I think potentially he's not as empathetic or sympathetic as you may think because he's trying to team up with our, our variant pal to see the the guards. What what are they called? The timekeepers. That's it. The timekeepers. Space lizards. Yeah. Space lizard. Mm-hmm. And she wants. We don't know why yet. They want to see the space lizards. I don't. Do they want to kill them? Does anyone have insight from the comics? I don't know. What, what is the glorious purpose in seeing, in seeing space lizards? Is it to con- They're trying to control space and time now. Loki is. Yeah. Our variant is for sure. Okay. He That's stares right at the screen and says, is this the most powerful thing in the universe? Yeah. So, of course, he wants it because he's constantly that jilted 
other child living in the shadow of whoever. So, oh yeah, then I would def I would mm. argue that he he seems sympathetic, or or he seems a little more softer. He seems softer as mm. a Loki, but deep down, he there'll be a heel turn. Is that what we call it? There'll be a heel turn. Is he'll double heel turn? down on his heel turn for sure. Okay. Okay. Great. This we're 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 in the middle and the tail end of his fake face turn right now, where we Got think it. he's going to be honorable, and then he, it'll there will be a moment that comes where he'll feel to strike and show that he's still shitty. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So are we on? Are we on three? Are we on three? Number three for me. Um, happy Pride, everyone. Loki has officially come out as. <gasps> As by both Loki and and Cloaky, as they call her online. Um, <laughs> That's great. So, yeah, so I, I uh, Loki is bisexual, right? Um, I it was so subtle. I had it was so subtle and natural. Mm-hmm. I only caught it in my second viewing. Yeah, it was like very off the cuff, and like maybe that's the way it should be. That was the best part about it. I found. Uh, yeah, uh, someone that's not terribly involved in, in is speaking as a cis white male, so I got no dog in this fight. Unfortunately, I still felt it didn't feel sh- it didn't feel shoehorned in. It didn't feel forced. It didn't feel like he was even we're making a big deal out of it because it's it is a big deal, but it's not a big deal. Like it's okay, yeah. it's okay to be bisexual. So the way they just she dropped it, and he was like, "Yep." And then one yeah. time there was this horse, and we're like, "Okay, look, you hold, settle down, hold on, hold on." <laughs> so he don't, has hands. Yeah, don't, yeah, well, don't. Yeah, he is in the comics and in the in the in the Norse mythology. Boy, howdy, is he ever so? Um, <laughs> I was going to say too, though. The one thing that's interesting about the MCU is, if you really think about it in general, like if you think back to all the MCU films and TV shows that they've done, the MCU is actually relatively sexless and it's relatively sexually neutered. Um, so like, they don't really like, you know, there's romances and stuff, but they're very, they're very surface level stuff. You know, they don't really get into the deep sexuality of these characters straight or, or otherwise. And so in a way, this is kind of keeping him with that theme, I guess, you know, you're not going to like throw it in your face. They're not going to have like Loki mushroom slapping you on the face. Like, it's just going to be very, you know, like it's just how much some of us would enjoy that. No matter how (laughs) much. Yeah, exactly. Like it's. It's okay to want that, but I'm just saying the MCU isn't going to give that to you straight or or otherwise. Agreed. Yes. It's still a Disney-owned company, right? So they're still not going to take any really big, bold chances or moves, but I mean, this was nice. I thought this was good, right? Dis- this is a good thing, yeah? Disney Plus does right now have an um, entire section dedicated to Pride Month on Disney Plus right now. There's a whole... Like, so I, they're, they're starting to get a bit more bold, I think. But um, more to the point, not so much the, the sexuality, but just the, the sexual nature, like you said, deeper sexual connections, not just who you prefer to dance with, but more so getting into those deeper uh, sexual relationships, other than like maybe early, early Tony Stark. But that's yeah. when they were trying to kind of find their footing and figure out where they wanted to go with stuff. So, because then immediately, yeah. like, oh, Pepper, you're the one forever. I'm all done. Right. So, yeah, I, your point's very, very well made. Oh. Yeah. So excited. I thought you were going to talk about, no, oh, well, I guess I have a number three then that's different. Ooh. Go, go for it. Because my world has changed so much that th- that one was like, no, I'm going to leave that one. And I'm not even going to address it because. I love how natural it was. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait to see him hit on every breathing being in the in the multiverse. <laughs> anyway, um, 
I mean, now after our chat, knowing that Disney probably won't let us see that, but they'll give us, you know, some good tidbits. Not a full slap, but anyway. This would be, be flirty, Loki. Like, right? Yeah. I mean, they do have. Isn't always way across the multiverse, but he can be. He can flirt, right? They do have Disney stars. Maybe they'll have to move some of their properties <laughs> to <laughs> stars. So, That's right. Uh, my number three was. Uh, the maybe the final reveal, like there are two th- big reveals that involve Sylvie, and I think the one was kind of like a tongue-in-cheek reference to the fact that she's probably enchantress. Got to be. They said We're, enchant so many times during this episode, so yeah. Yeah, if we had an enchant tally, we it's would high. it would be like jail level marks on the wall. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, I mean, I know nothing. Well. I know a few things about Enchantress because on full volume podcast, she not wait the other one, spider cast. <laughs> There's like a couple Marvel team ups where Enchantress <clears throat> is involved and their books are terrible, but she is not terrible. She's actually like pretty super powerful. Like I would, I would argue Scarlet, Witch, uh moving through Moving, not moving through time, but like creating realities and having magical power is powerful. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Oh, yeah. Speaking of moving through time, the final word is that we have a Jean Grey on our hands with Loki. Did you see him stop the building with his face slash telekinesis? Yeah, what was that? that? That was really quickly and it did kind of make me furrow my brows. Like, can he do that? I didn't think so because it certainly puts his whole magic deal at a at a way higher power level than what we thought it was and and it demonstrated something that i don't think we've ever seen him do before in what five or six movies that he's been in so yeah i don't know yeah like he he did it in the second episode with a roomba and i was like okay maybe he has like minuscule telekinesis powers i mean he's a god after all yeah um but then he did it with an entire building. And then I was like, wait, that's suspect. What's oh, going yeah. on? Yeah. Because now you can just, why don't you just fly? Why don't you right? Just, you know what I mean? Like, there's so many different things you could do with that, that he's just been kind of sitting on it the whole time. Yes. Yeah. All right. That was a little bit weird. Cool. No, you're not alone. When I saw that uh-huh. scene, too, I was like, uh, okay. Why weren't you just... <laughs> Why weren't you just flinging Avengers around with your mind the whole time they were you were fighting in New York? It's like, why is any of this? Why did you? Why do you ever get in fisticuffs with anybody ever? Why aren't you just? Because aren't jobbers, just, yeah. oh. jobbers don't always use their full set of you're potential. Right. No, they're there to the get others job. over. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. See, Brent keeping um, us on the level. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 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 They, don't, they don't use their finishing move. They're there you're to right. eat the pin. You're right. There's. Some writer in the writer's room for Loki that's like, oh, man, my number's up. <laughs> like, we've just been watching, like, this elaborate, uh, like, rejected AEW script. <laughs> and that's what Loki is. And he's like, oh, that that Brent, that Harvey Brent has my number. Well, come on. I mean, wrestling is soap operas for jocks and the MCU is soap opera for nerds, right? That's just... It's still soapy, so you got to throw in the occasional like amnesia or like whatever the soapy tropes are. You got to throw that in there. Oh, suddenly mm-hmm. he's got telekinesis. Stop a building! What the fuck? No, we can't. Right? What are you doing? He's a witch. 
classic as the world turns. <laughs> I'm waiting so for nerds, man. Right. I'm waiting for a Timmy in a well. Maybe they are Timmy in a well for this episode. Lamentus yeah. is the well. There you go. Did you watch Soap Offers, Brent? I, <laughs> of course I did. Look at me. I, <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> I, of course, watch, watch As the World Turns and yeah, all, all my children and, you know, oh. days of our lives. Days uh, of our lives. Days yeah. Of our lives. Absolutely. Yeah. Of course. You too, of Jeff, course. eh? I did watch some Days of Our Lives. Yeah, I think it was for a, I think it was for a girl. I think there was a girl that I was interested in that was watching that show, and I'm like, I'm gonna brush up on this shit. I'm gonna get in here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then, and then you're sudden, like, yeah, she's gone, and I'm like, this is amazing. I have to find out what's happening. And yeah, <laughs> yeah. plot line follows that plot line. That's right. So great. Was that the one with witches? Was it Days I Had Witches? Uh, well, I mean, not when she was watching it, but. There's, I mean, there's at least 30 seasons. I don't know, but yeah. so probably at some point. I personally was an all my children fan, and there was no magic there. There was just incest. <clears throat> anyway, okay. So <laughs> tough segue. Good luck. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I've got nothing. There yeah. is nothing. Okay, so. Final. Where do we where do we see this going forward? Because oh. I I like I think we talked about it at the top of the of the chat. I'm a little confused as to where they're going to go forward. I think I, actually I think Jeff, you kind of had a theory about how like nobody ever gets off. So like, um, Cloaky, <laughs> the female variant Loki, Sylvie, she knew about that. But I mean, where do we see this going forward? Do we think this? I I I, ta- I talked to some people that thought that maybe this whole lamentous trip could be actually an enchantment by by um, uh, Sylvie, perhaps, because we saw that at the top of the episode where she was manipulating that guard uh, at the Margarita bar. This, But I, I'm wondering if she would have had to have held on to Loki the entire time, even within the illusion, in the en- right. within the enchantment. But it, it, could that be a possibility? Or what do we think is going to happen going forward? Julie, you want to go first on this one? I don't know if it sounded like you... He... Okay, yes, I do. Okay. Yeah, get in there. Yes. Get in girl. Do you know what? That is a great theory because she straight up tells him what she's doing or what she had done. Uh, to th- is the guard called Thirty Two? I can't remember. But anyway, what she had done to the guard, she's like that guard's mind was strong, but some people's minds are weak, and she looks right at him. Yeah, but and I don't know. He... If, I don't know if the rules are you supposed to hold on to the person. Like I think she was holding on to the guard in the Margarita fantasy. The <laughs> fantasy, it's so Drag Race, um, in the Margarita enchantment the entire time. But I'm not sure. Well, she does touch his face um, in the like the old mining bunker when they're getting like pieces of the moon shot at them. She touches his face and he's like, "What are you doing?" And I thought for sure the Lokis were gonna make out, but it's Disney Plus, so. We're not there yet. No. So I feel maybe that's when she did it. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe there's some sort of like, because what's the reason for including that scene at the beginning of the episode with the margarita bar? Like, mm-hmm. you know what I they, mean? They, they always have a plan for something. This is wild. I, I purposely didn't watch any like recaps, Easter eggs or theory videos, but I like this one. Yeah, what do you think, Jeff? in the, the the rocks cart store in the previous episode, she she can at least enchant 
like the various employees. She doesn't have to be in physical contact with them for them to stay enchanted, especially that big dude at the end that's just beating the hell out of our Loki oh, and such. So, yeah. so she can definitely manipulate people seemingly like once she touches them initially and then from afar. And like you guys were saying, she walks right up to him and like double hand grabs him around the neck and then it's trying to hit him with the. And you see that little green light coming out of her fingers when she's touching him. And then he's all like, what are you doing? I'll tell you what, though, if she has him enchanted and this is a whole thing, man, did he ever go from like semi part time jobber to full Brooklyn brawler mode at that point? Because, holy snap it, if he's (laughs) if if that whole episode is just there to show how powerful Sylvie is, which is fantastic. And it's the Enchantress, like you mentioned, Julie, is a great character. There's so much to mine from that character's lore and such. Um, If this whole thing is just in his head because she's been playing him like a flute the whole time, dude, like. (laughs) That's a hard, why that's is over his hard. own app? Like, why does this guy even have his own show? He's a wonderful dude. I love Tom Hiddleston and I love this character, but good lord! Oh yeah. I, so I kind of hope you're right, but I kind of hope you're wrong, because then I, I don't really, I don't really have it. Uh, am I still cheering for him at this point? Like, do I even care? Like, he's just getting squashed by everybody he ever comes in contact with. Yeah. Like what? Ultimately, because if it's a redemption story, that's cool. But even if she's got him in this weird alternate reality, why? Just to show that she can? Like, why have all these projections? Why have this entire storyline running for the ship, being on the train? She falls asleep, apparently, on the train, even after Uh saying she wouldn't. Wakes up, he's wasted, singing and dancing and everything else. Like, what's the point of it all if that's what it is? Yeah, I don't know. Mm -hmm. It's an interesting theory. Oh, no. I'm going down one. Brooklyn Brawler to <laughs> I googled Enchantress just now as well and it looks like if they're doing what they're doing in the books we might get a Dark Avengers mm, that would uh, be cool which would be crazy because the Sylvie Lushton that is part of this that world um, in the comics was created by Loki as a tool for chaos and she models herself after the original Enchantress. So that would make sense as to what's happening. Or, or it, it sort of aligns with some of the plot points we've been introduced to. That she uh, was made from a Loki variant and has veered away from that and become somebody else. She's given herself her own name and she's modeling her behavior after the enchantress who can do all of these crazy powerful things speaking of crazy honorable mention goes to that dwarven lament that loki sings i've never heard how tom hiddleston sing but my goodness what a lullaby (laughs) what a serenade yeah cute yeah yeah um yeah it seemed okay I liked it, but it was super out of place. <laughs> a little bit. Like, and, and again, same thing to the point I made before, super out of character. Like, a week ago, you were you were trying to subjugate the entire race of humanity with all these weird, creepy-ass aliens, and now you're in a bar with a bunch of human-looking people drinking and having fun and getting them to join in and dance and everything else. So, yeah, super weird, which I think helps support your theory that this might just be all going on in his head. Yeah, because her her whole thing about, um, and again showing showing that scene at the start of the movie was about having the person who she has under under her power or has enchanted, 
um, to let their guard down. Um, and he, that if anything, him getting super like white girl wasted on the train to the point where he's singing and shantying, that's him letting his guard down. He also like told her about his family and et cetera, et cetera. Like, you know what I mean? Like as guardian times. So yeah. maybe, yeah. Do you know what? I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past the person who theorized this theory into existence that that's right. Cause that would be the only way that they would be getting out of this scenario. Yeah, because I just can't figure out the end. Like the planets, the moon's about to, you know, basically explode. So I'm like, well, how do they? Like, is Mobius gonna jump in at the last minute and pull them into a portal? Like, I was just yeah. gonna say. I mean, with the time variance authority, because they can just literally open up portals at any point, place, date, and time. I mean, the escape part of it can be fairly easy if he just kind of tracks the variance down or whatever. But yeah, man, I don't know. Since you, yeah, since you can't track variant energy in a co- apocalypse timelines, right. You'd have to be pretty lucky to guess guess mm-hmm. to go there, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. But at least that... Mobius has the theory of what what they're doing, right? Like he knows that this is where the Loki's are hiding. So, not yeah. this one specifically, but in general. So there's a chance he stumbles on it and they just pull him into a portal or whatever. But that actually or... be kind of lazy writing, to be honest. Yeah, true. But if it's all a dream, is that yeah. any less lazy writing? Like I don't know. I, I guess yeah. it depends where they go with it. Yeah. Mm. My my guess is that the magic will return next episode. And this is just kind of like, you know, a two towers moment. Mm, nice yeah. reference. I like the drop. Mm-hmm. I, well Look to the east on the fifth day for my coming. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Look to the moon well, on the fifth yeah. day. Yeah. That's look to the moon on the fifth day. I'll be in a ship that I stole. <clears throat> yeah. Chris awesome. Pratt flies into the Milano and, and, and rescues them or, or cap them. Or, what a great opportunity for a, for a, a cameo from somebody else in the MCU, which they seem they don't want to do because I, can, I think they don't want to take away from... That's why they didn't do it in WandaVision. It's probably why they didn't do it in Falcon Winter. They don't want to take away from the main stars. But how cool would it be just to have Carol Danvers just fly and go, time to get out of here, and then just fly? It's not going to happen. I'm just, you know. No. But, but yeah, I would love it. It would be fantastic. It would or be yeah, our Lord just pulls up in the Milano, like, hop on board, guys. We're getting out of here. And they're like... It would make sense if it did because yeah. it would explain where she has been for a while because yeah, she true. she herself did say look there are other planets in the universe right that need help and they mm-hmm. don't have you yeah so any final thoughts gentlemen are we watching <clears throat> obviously we're going to continue to watch i mean we have to <laughs> yeah, it's part of I've our contract a, i've got a poignant question for both of you and i'm, I'm kind of curious myself <gasps> is tom hiddleston in danger of falling into the christopher reeve mark hamill lane where he's going to get so typecast as this extremely dynamic recognizable character after appearing in five movies and now doing a six episode tv arc i know he's done some other stuff but not a lot of of work is he going to get so associated with this character that he's going to have a hard time moving on to other things once this is done Mm. i I haven't really thought about that my vote is no and why would you why do you think that um because of because of the properties that he's chosen to put himself in during his tenure as Loki. Um, one in particular was, I think he was in a Le Carre, um adaptation. Which one is that? The the Night Keeper, the hotel? The, the, the one. Oh, manager. yeah. That's, the yeah. That's a good one. Um, everyone, if watch the Night Manager, go and do it now. Um, if... 
if everybody watched that, if everyone fell in love with Tom Hiddleston as Loki and then watched that, um, well, I think the world is very, very, will become very aware of what this man is capable of. Great magic on the screen. Um, I couldn't believe the the dynamism. He just has a presence. I didn't even know he was a redhead. <laughs> oh, he is? Yes. Oh. Like a, like a darker... On the darker end like of a Aubrey. strawberry blonde. Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, he has no soul. But so good to know. He, <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe he'll fall into a sci-fi hole. But I think that his uh, his training and uh, just the knowledge that there are other things that he's done outside of the Marvel universe that are that great, if not better, mm-hmm. um, will continue to you know give him good work. And I hope he continues because that night manager was great. Mm-hmm. It was a shock. So you're thinking more Hugh Jackman and less Christopher Reeve. Like he won't get so tied into a role because he's he's versatile. He's multi-talented. Is that what you're thinking? Oh, do you know what? Now that you bring up Huey Jackman, um, do you know, I bet you he will get that kind of he'll, treatment. He'll get Jackman. Yeah. He'll get Jackman now that they know he can sing. Right. Yeah. Or at least he's marginally good at it. Yeah. Okay. I was I was just kind of curious. I was thinking about it the other day. I'm like, he's really put a lot of himself in this role, and this role is so defining for him. Because I mean, again, picture anybody else doing that role. Yeah. There'd be riot in the streets if they tried to recast that because he is Loki. He showed up at a con as Loki. Loki. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, he loves that character so much, and I'm sure Marvel will let him do it for as long as he wants to do it because it's a crowd pleaser and everybody wants to see it. I just hope he doesn't get kind of trapped in it where he can't really get off to do anything else. But yeah, no. Okay. Yeah. It's so crazy too, because I, he's so synonymous with the Loki role that even if they recast Thor, I actually wouldn't care as much. Right. Cause I feel like, you know, blonde surfing Australians are kind of a dime a dozen. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. You're and, right. uh, and I say that because I remember seeing a photo that they had published of when Tom Hiddleston and Chris Hemsworth first met. Um, and it Did happened. What? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> zoom in. Was like, Did they make out? <laughs> but the most important thing was, yes, they made out. The second most important thing. <laughs> Look, Disney. We just want, we just want boys to touch each other and mushroom slap each other. I mean, and make it no big deal. You don't have to sexualize it. It just is what it is. It's a, just a natural course of events. Would you like some cream in your coffee? Would you like my balls on your chin? It's yeah. It's all, I don't know what, what's the problem. Matter of factly. Yes. There's no problem at all. Let me let me let me stir that for you. It's fine. Um, let me stir that for you. <laughs> Give me a second. Uh, Wow. Wow. This went off the rails, didn't it? <laughs> so I'd like to thank Jeff McDonald. Hey. AKA Mystic Cosplay. Our producers are giving us the line across yeah, the yeah, yeah, to yeah, like you're... cut it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They got sticks and torches. Okay. Um Yeah. Thanks for joining us on the podcast again. Yeah. No, I love it. You guys are wonderful to speak with and talk to and theorize with and all that good stuff. So yeah, anytime I'm happy to come back and talk some stuff. So Whatever you want. Great. Well, um, I'm going to hold you to it, so keep watching. Um, 
Yeah. Um, and if you want to watch the past episode with Jeff on it or any of our past episodes, you can watch the video podcast on YouTube. Uh, yeah, it's on YouTube. Or it's on YouTube. It's on our website at www.comicbooksyndicate.com. And then just in our podcast section, you can look for full volume and it's all there. Except for last week's because I got lazy. Anyway, you can also listen to the audio version of our podcast on Spotify, Amazon Music, iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you pretty much listen to podcasts by searching full volume podcast on the Comic Book Syndicate Network. And you can write us great mail at fullvolumepod at gmail.com. We would love to hear your questions and concerns. Uh, What did we get wrong? What did we get right? What could we wear next week on the show? What would you rather we talk about? Who would you rather we have on as a guest? Ooh, shade thrown. Just the deep cuts. Um, But yeah. (laughs) And again, I want to thank Jeff for being Anytime. And sorry, these are coming out of my ears. My ears are very small, so they never earbuds never stay in. Okay. And I want to thank my co-host Harvey Brent. Keeping it real with the LGBT alphabet mafia. Thank you. Mhm, mhm. And uh, until next time, keep it loud. Keep it full volume. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs>